Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Aesthetic Coaches Quarter. I'm just thrilled to be here. You know, Love Day is coming up, so we want to thank you for showing us all the love. We are getting so many messages, and uh, don't forget, I'm going to come out right out of the gates and say, don't forget to help the Tverdicts build a following on their Instagram, people. Get out there, follow them. And I know, I know, I know, I know. Some of you are like, they didn't even have a picture of They're going to get a picture of the two of them up there, I promise. A logo, something. Oh, you have one now. I'm getting I'm getting told off. I'm getting hand signs. We got one. You better have one to verdicts. <laughs> that was to make sure everybody's going to check. And it's going to be yeah, picture. right. It's just going to be her face. It's going to be George's face. <laughs> right. It should be my face. What's up, Nate? I think it's a little challenge to our viewers. If we can get the Tverdicts to a thousand followers, we will do a special edition podcast for the viewers. Ooh, love How it. How does that love sound? It. Oh, you guys are like the best. Uh, I think, I think, okay, here now, like, I think that if the Tverdicts get to a thousand followers by the end of February, we'll record the next one naked. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you guys want to hear us what we sound like naked, right? Don't you? <laughs> see? Yeah. I told you guys last week this podcast is wildly inappropriate, and I have no idea why people listen to us. But <laughs> I do want to say, and I haven't even introduced you guys. Guys, with me, if you don't know them by now, like I'm going to keep doing this just in case this is the first one you're listening to. And then Nick, during the episode, will say, "By the way, if you haven't listened, blah blah blah." So I've got Lisa Kraus, the bitch and beautician, with me, and I've got at Nathan Strom from the Revenue Doctors. And of course, the Tverdicts, Nick and Steph Tverdick, our power couple from the USA. All right. What's their Insta, George? What's their Insta? At Practice Empowered. (laughs) 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 You guys are like the Uh, best. You know what I've been doing? I've been going all week and following and unfollowing, so they keep getting notifications on their phone. (laughs) This would drive them crazy. Um, <laughs> got way too much time on my hands and you know why because more people need to reach out to us for consulting and coaching because i like working 400 hours a week actually no i'm just really passionate about what we do like the rest of the team here so speaking of passion we got an episode that has been user submitted again see we get to all your episodes and it is all about what lisa cross you're the moderator fill us in so it is all about clinic hours and what what should clinic hours be and what works best. And so I uh, user re- or listener request, super excited. Um, so yeah, it's not much more to say about that. So we can kind of kick it off. And <laughs> G, I'm going to kick it back to you. Clinic hours, my main man. Right away, back to me. You know what? <laughs> I like I like this one. And I have a very different idea of... Um, of how hard we should all be working. I want people to rethink the way they're working because more times um, than, than, than not, we are meeting up when we're doing coaching and consulting with business owners. And there's this mentality that, you know, I, I stopped working a nine to five to have more freedom and open my own business. And now I work 24 hours a day. And yes, there's a lot of hours involved, but you really got to, slow it down. There's got to be productive hours involved. So you got to really look at what you're like, how productive you are in all the hours you want to work. I was recently doing um, coaching for a clinic that we're working with. And the owner has been wanting to work um, just a 10 to four shift 
for the longest time. So I challenged that owner and I said, you know what? A month from now, you are going to block off your entire schedule for a month, only 10 to 4. You're going to let your patients know that you are booked on the hours outside of that and see what happens. Unless you try it, you won't know. But 10 to 4 in the clinic, 3 to 4 hours at home doing your your administrative, your paperwork, your P&L sheets, whatever it is, make it comfortable for you so you still love what you're doing. That's number one. Number two, we talk a lot about the patient journey. That's something the revenue doctors are really big on. Um, And we spent most of last year's talking about the patient journey. And most of 2023 will be still focused on this. You have to think about your patient journey when you're setting your hours. We're all entrepreneurs on, on, on this coaching uh, podcast, and most people listening to us are the business owners. We know how hard we work. We know how many hours we're at work. So when we want to book an appointment for ourselves, we know how crippling that can be to our schedule. So think about your patient journey. If your demographic is a lot of entrepreneurs that, that have that hard time finding that appointment time, you need some sort of flexibility. Maybe it's one day a week that's evening. Maybe it's three or four hours on the weekend. You've got to find what works for your database. There's no formula that says we have to be working seven days a week or six days a week or open only nine to five from Monday to Friday. There's got to be a formula that works for your demographic and for your wants. Part of owning your business is having the freedom to choose based on what you're offering. And if you've built the right community, they're going to follow sort of the tone that you set. But think about them in everything you do. How do we keep our patients happy in that patient journey and having that flexibility? I think those are the two key things. I love that, George. I love that. And I think, you know, looking over the last few years and how uh, prevalent burnout has been for people and how associated that is with mental health. And uh, when you're spread so thin, it's very difficult to give your best when you're absolutely exhausted. So great Really great points there. Really great points. Um, Nick and Steph. Who's going first? I'm going <laughs> to. No, go ahead. <laughs> say it. Say it, Nick. Say it. So. <laughs> so there's, there's... <laughs> we used to go around about that. We used to go round and round, actually. <laughs> um, so there's two answers to this question. Uh, one is. My answer. <laughs> my answer. <laughs> No, is when are you working being the business owner? And then when is your clinic open? Yes. So uh, th- those are two two distinctions that I want to make sure um, that, that we're talking about. So, and it can bite you in the butt a little bit, right? So we, I still do the majority of our consultations, but I'm done doing consults. I take our uh, our last consultation at 3.30 mm-hmm. um, and then I'm I'm done. I'm I'm leaving for the day. We live 46 miles from the office and it is what it is. Now, we are open for a few consultations if absolutely necessary. Um after that if we need to for our patient coordinator or one of our estheticians or something along those lines. Um but it's uh it, it's important for you to make sure that you are taking time for yourself, but then we're also open till 8. I'm sorry, till seven. Mm-hmm. So our, our open hours Monday through Friday are eight to seven. And then on Saturday, 10 to four. In the beginning, we worked all of those hours all of the time. 
and it was brutal. But we would not be where we are today without her being um, the driver of making me work all the time. This was a hundred percent her. I, I'm just, I'm just kidding. So, um, you, you, you definitely need to make sure that you're distinguishing your hours from your clinic hours because there are, you're going to have professionals that need to see you either before or after their work. So if you're like, screw it, they're listening to this podcast and like, I'm only going to work 11 to four. You're going to miss out on some very wealthy, um, professional people that want to come in, get procedures done either on the weekends or on that. However, if you want to work those hours, that's awesome. Make sure you're being very productive with the hours, like what George said, um, and get it, get the other times covered by staff that you trust, staff that can open, staff that can close, staff that can do all those types of things. Um, so if you're just getting started, I mean, you got to be in it to win it and you need to, it's, it's a grind, right? Just like anything. Um, but definitely getting to a point where you have some work-life balance is really important. Um, when we first started our business, we went around a lot about, do we open on Sundays? Um, should we not open on Sundays? And he wanted to be open on Sundays to be able to accommodate patients. Um, but in the end, we've pretty much stuck with the same schedule and we're open Saturdays from 10 to three. So we're able to get in some people. We're not a day spa. We don't do a lot of, mis- we don't do any massage anymore. So I think it depends on your business model and what services you're offering. But a lot of our services are more clinical and people expect to come in for that stuff during the week anyway. So we're open from eight to seven, Monday through Friday and Saturdays 10 to three to accommodate, you know, working professionals that need to have a weekend appointment. We have evening appointments. Um, but then also at the same time, if there's a patient that we really want to get in and we used to do this and we needed to be, you know, open at seven or maybe take even a six thirty when we were just getting started, Nick would go in and he would open the office just to accommodate a patient. Um, but that's, you know, kind of what you do when you're just getting, getting going and you, you got to make it happen. Yeah. So I think it depends on your market, like George said, and, and, you know, your life. And if you have kids and what kind of team do you have supporting you and, and all of those things. Amazing. Great points, guys. Um, Nate, lay it on us. (laughs) Yeah, this is is a touchy subject for me because as George, my business partner will know, I have a massive capacity for work, but it's one of my strengths, but it's probably one of my weaknesses as well. Isn't it, George? And George (laughs) and I talk about, George and I talk about this a lot. um, And I've sort of uh, I've come back from New Zealand. My wife and I had a really great chat about this because there there, there needs to be some balance in and work and and family life or personal life and, and all that sort of stuff. So um, this year I'm taking a, a note of I'm going to have a flexible uh, schedule for my patients, but I'm also going to be have a flexible schedule for my passions as well. And I think that's really really important. Um, so I'm going to make myself available at times that allows me to enjoy my passions, but also allows patients to have access to me as well from a consultation point of view. So if that means I'm working a late night on a Thursday, it might mean on Thursday morning, I come into work a little bit later, drop the kids off and go play a round of golf, you know, because we all know that if we're not the best uh, personally, we're not going to be the best professionally as well either. So I'm, uh, I'm really big on that, but I think we need to be, flexible like the other coaches said 
there are a lot of busy professionals that have a lot of money that like services in our industry. And I think if you don't schedule your staff uh, in a way where you do have some late night options and some weekend options, I think you're going to miss out on a lot of business um, and it could be detrimental to your clinic in the long run. So I think this is kind of like a two-part answer. To find a way not to burn yourself out, but be available, but also find a way to schedule your team so your team's not burnt out, but as a clinic, you're available to the to your patient database. So if they need to come in on the weekend or a late night um, or an early morning, it's available and you're not burning yourself or your staff out at the same time. I love that. Well, and I agree when it comes to scheduling, you can also uh, work around having on your slower times a little bit more of a skeletal staff uh, than you have full staff, depending on what times those those are. But yeah, if we look at it, um, it is that tightrope walk of work-life balance and not being burnt out and having time for your passions. I love that you you mentioned that. So much good you know, tips and pearls and advice. And um, it, it's absolutely true what everybody has has said. So to echo that, uh, to wrap it up, is the people that can afford these services, a lot of professionals are working nine to five. And so in order to have a schedule full of people that are able to afford these treatments, we do need to have that flexibility. And two, looking at who's around you um, and what they're offering. So uh, going back to what George and Steph said about demographic and uh, what, and, and also competitors. And I know we don't really, you know, collaboration over competition for sure, but um, what are, what time are your competitors open? There's in the salon industry, there's a lot of salons, you know, that are open uh, Tuesday to Saturday and they do evenings, they do early mornings and they're closed Sunday, Monday. But then if you've got a salon when typically most of them are closed on Sunday, Mondays, and you've got a salon that's open Sunday, Monday, they capitalize because everybody else is closed. And so depending on, and that's the salon industry, but beauty industry, it won't matter if you're, you know, laser center one, two, three, or if your salon early bird gets the perm and you are open all of those days. It just depends on who's coming in and when you can accommodate them without being burnt out. So it is hopefully... Listeners, that gives uh, a lot of insight and uh, a little bit to think about. So sometimes we don't think about, I love how George opened that. We don't always think about work-life balance and, uh, you know, giving that time to ourselves. So I loved this this episode. Thank you to the listener who uh, asked for this. And George, I'll let you take us home. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I love that you say I'll let you take us home because I think that's the one thing I want everybody to take away from this. Um, Western world, we've developed a culture that we think that by putting in so many hours, we're doing great work and that we're doing everything we need to do to get things done. And that if we invest all this time and the more time we put in, the further we'll get. And I want everybody to rethink that model. I think you want to be putting in the time that is going to be perfectly the amount that's needed to get a job done well you cannot I, what's that saying about filling you know fill other people's cup from an empty cup or something like that I don't know what it is but it, you got to really take care of what you need and look at your family and friends they are your biggest supporters in everything you do and you need to make time for them and so you also need to make time for what you're passionate about. And it's okay to work 80 hours a week and it's okay to work 100, but it's just as okay to work 20. 
You got to hustle, though, in every minute that you're in there. I know Tiverdic talks about that a lot. But whatever time you decide to put in there, think about what your patients need are. Think about what your personal needs are. And every minute you're in there, you're working as hard as you possibly can. And then that's all that matters. Be happy with where you're at and keep doing what your business needs to grow. But most importantly, keep listening to our podcast. And hit the follow us on Instagram. <laughs> you can always catch me at the underscore skin underscore guy. Of course, we got at Lisa, Elisa Krause at the bitch and beautician. We got Nathan Strom at Nathan Strom. And don't forget at the revenue doctors. And of course, you're all following. And it's okay to follow and unfollow to get all the notifications. <laughs> they know what, what real social media stars are like. <laughs> um at practice the power to follow the Tiverdicts, the power couple from the USA. Send us your requests. Send us your messages. We love hearing them. We love hearing from you. And, you know, one of the most rewarding things that we do from all of this is hear the positive impacts we've had in your business. That's that's why we keep doing this. There's, you know, other than the fact that we like seeing each other's faces every so often because we miss each other, we're really doing this to raise the whole industry. And so... Again, always with gratitude. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a good day, good night. Be safe wherever you are. Bye-bye.